welcome to Conversation Matters. How can I help you? Oh my goodness, come in. I didn't realize it was you. Of course I remember you. Don't be ridiculous. It has been quite a while. He didn't mention you were coming in. Oh, a surprise. No, I think that's a fantastic idea. Give me just a second. I'll tell him he has a walk-in client. Then you can go right in. Yeah, he's in the same office. Wait for there. Go ahead. It's nice to see you. Come in. What? What are you doing here? Oh my goodness. What in the world are you doing here, my friend? Well, I know it's, I know it's the holidays, I know it's Thanksgiving, but I wasn't expecting you. I can't believe you're in the area for the holidays. Of course you're welcome to come in. Please, sit down. Come here. Actually, come here. Give me a hug. <laughs> Get in here. You need a hug. What in the world are you doing here? You trying to give me a heart attack? Of course I'm working around the holidays. That's what I always do. Somebody has to keep the lights on, right? Well, here at Conversation Matters, we try to, you know, be there for everyone. So, well, that's cool. No, I understand. You brought me a card? You gotta be kidding me. Hey, look, since you're in town... We're not doing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day because I have to actually work that day. Yeah, you know me. I work Thanksgiving Day after Black Friday. I work Saturday. But I'm off Sunday. We're going to have a 22-pound turkey, and I'm not making this up. All the kids are coming. My sons and my daughter will be there. Everyone. you got to join me and my family. Yeah, 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 you can have turkey dinner at Denny's, that's cool. But you're having a real turkey dinner with my family. You know the old saying, if you're around, everyone's welcome at my table. Okay, I'll see you Sunday, I'll pick you up first thing. You could stay over Saturday night if you want, I got an extra room. Save you a couple bucks on your expense account. Alright, let's see this card that you had to... Sneak over here and give me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a typical card from you. Hmm. You can choose something. You can choose something. I love it. It's beautiful. You're too much. Well, I don't have anything for you but a free dinner and a room. But I guess that's more than some people get. 
just teasing. I gotta tease you a little bit. Well, let me ask you a couple questions then. You still get into the old classics? When's the last time you saw uh, Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> last time we were together? Yeah. I love that movie. Every time I see a, you know, a clip from that movie or think about it, I think of you. And the last time we watched it, and we used to go back. Remember when it first came out back in, what was that? Was it like 85, 86? I don't even remember. And we went to the movie theater together. And we ran into our buddies from uh, karate class, remember? Yeah. And, uh, man, everybody, we were watching that movie every day. And back then, that's all there was to do was go to the local theater. Man, that thing played for like three weeks, remember? And I couldn't believe everybody said it was a, a flop of a movie because the theater was packed every day with kids, man, going crazy over this movie. All the wasaki karate you could ask for. Yeah, I really missed that movie. Well, then it's a date. We're going to watch Big Trouble in Little China. What other classics do you have? Tag. Tag's a good one. Yeah. I love Tag. That movie, Tag, is so cool. You know, Ed Helm was great in it. And uh, it was just a really fantastic movie. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like Reds. Reds was a good movie. I, I thought Bruce Willis was really cool in that movie. And George and John Malkovich. It was good. You know, there's something about those movies when you, you, you attach them to a memory, a holiday, being with a friend, being on a date with, you know, a hot girl or your wife or whatever. Don't tell my wife. I'm teasing. You know, there's something special about it. I do agree with you. Yeah. Well, I love the classics. You got me there. No problem there. That's a good movie, too. That uh, Winter People. <clears throat> that had Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. That was a really good movie. I don't think anybody's even seen that except us. We're probably the only people left on the planet Earth that have seen that movie. Yeah, Winter People. I forget that girl's name. She was in Top Gun. Kelly McGillis? Was that who it was? She was a really good actress back then. I think that was her that was in Top Gun, wasn't it? I don't, I don't remember. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big Top Gun guy, but I was a, I was a big fan of uh, anything Kurt Russell did. All the John Carpenter stuff. I even liked it when he played Elvis and uh, that biopic he did back in that TV movie that John Carpenter did. Remember that? That was a good movie. Yeah, he shot the TV with his uh, forty-five. <clears throat> or whatever it was, you know, he pulls out a revolver and shoots his TV because he didn't like what he was looking at. Crazy Elvis stuff. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, of course, you know, all the rest of John Carpenter movies are classics. They're perfect for the holidays. Halloween, you got your thing. 
you got uh what else um halloween of course you know you know john carpenter really killed it with that movie literally <laughs> yeah jamie lee curtis was awesome in that and uh, donald pleasance was the doctor yeah that was a great movie and it really changed the genre you know well i've always thought thing was like the ultimate horror movie and uh, i didn't think anybody could top that and then john carpenter came along later with uh um what was it a prince of darkness oh my goodness that movie rocked i remember going to see that at the movie theater and people getting up and walking out do you remember that I remember, remember, our buddy walked right out. He was standing in the doorway and he ran out the door, remember? He was all freaked out. He was a big-time atheist and it just scared the hell out of him, the devil coming to get him. It always makes you laugh, doesn't it? You know, I don't believe in any of that crap. And then when the devil pops up, oh, jump the devil, and everybody gets religious real quick. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know what's going to happen next. You know, I like that movie, too, um, Signs, that uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. I thought Mel Gibson and that uh, Joaquin Phoenix were just incredible in that. And I even thought M. Night Shyamalan's cameo in it as the doctor was incredible. I'm not saying it was Oscar-worthy, but he really acted his ass off. That was a good movie. And it had... Like, so many great scenes in it. Did you know Signs was about these aliens, supposedly, that, that, you know, are poisoned by water. But the whole movie, the aliens are running around in a wet, damp cornfield. I don't know about you, but I grew up in Ohio. And if you know anything about Ohio weather, it's pretty humid. And I think all of them, like Shyamalan's movies, take place in Pennsylvania. Well, Pennsylvania and Ohio are notorious for having damp, wet cornfields. Especially at night when the dew comes in. Well, these aliens were running around inside this cornfield and all these farmlands that are damp and wet. That's why they're farmlands. They're low-lying valleys, good topsoil, and lots of dew and lots of moisture and wet soil. And... They were fine the whole movie. But then at the end, the little girl spills a little cup of water on them and it burns them. And they said the first place they found out that this was going on was in the Middle East in a, a mosque. Well, I thought about it. And the little girl was like a little angel and she was putting water glasses all over the house for protection. You see, they weren't. Aliens. Mm -mm. They were demons. They were interdimensional, evil demons. And the little girl was blessing the cups of water and all the water in the glasses around the house were holy water. Mm -hmm. And when the holy water struck the monster, the alien, it burned him because he was an evil demon. 
Now that's a twist. That's a twist. So everybody laughed at M. Night Shyamalan in his little alien signs movie, when in reality he was telling a Judeo-Christian Muslim uh, end times apocalyptic demonic invasion movie, I guess. I don't know. What am I talking about? I don't know. But it really does bring a creepy little tingle up your spine when you think about it. A twist on a twist on a twist. Maybe old M. Knight is a little smarter than everybody thinks he is. <laughs> well, he he was a He's a Hindu director, or, or not, I don't want to say Hindi, Hindi. You know, he's an Indian um, director, and he's, you know, and I don't want to say it the wrong way. What I mean is, he he's, if, I don't know what his religion affiliation is, but he's not a Christian. He, I think he's Hindi, or, I don't know, I always say it wrong, Hindu, Hindi. But he is from India, his family's from India, and I think they followed that religion or, or some form of it. He definitely wasn't raised Christian. And it's funny that he's touched on Christianity in several films. I remember The Devil, which I don't think he directed it. I think he produced it. And he had something to do with the screenplay, I think, or the concept or whatever. But The Devil was a strictly Christian, um, you know, morality play. Straight out of the Bible. So he's definitely well-read, and he, I hate to say it, but this is normally what I've always understood about the world. Those who practice a religion hardly ever read the holy books. It's the atheists and the agnostics and the um, other religions. Read your holy book to figure out what the hell's wrong with you. (laughs) And I can tell you for a fact, M. Night Shyamalan did his homework. He knew what he was doing with that movie, The Devil. Basically, these people, you never saw it? I saw it at the movie theater with my wife, and I thought she was going to jump through the ceiling at that theater. And you know how high the ceiling is on the theater. Her ass come out of that seat so many times, I'll tell you what, I was laughing. Because horror movies to me are funny. They're not scary. It's very rare. Um, Prince of Darkness scared me from John Carpenter, and the original Halloween scared me. Of course, I was a child when I saw it. And, of course, I was very young. I was four or five, probably four years old, maybe five years old, when The Exorcist came out. I think that was in 73. And, like, The Omen, those, of course, those movies scared me because I was a little child. But when I got a little older, those movies didn't scare me anymore because they just weren't they weren't realistic. I mean, you, you stab the guy, you shoot him, you throw him off a bridge, you run him over with a car, he gets right up and starts running against it. They're vampire movies, you know, the only way you can kill him is with a holy cross and a stake or something. It's like, well, come on, this is unrealistic. This is, you know, I dropped this guy, he ain't getting back up. Plus, you know, I never understood it. You know, they stab Michael Myers, he falls down and collapses. Cut his freaking head off, you know what I'm saying? He's Michael Myers. At least it would give you some more time to get away. No, they just run. It's like he's laying there. Take care of him. You know, crush his head with a brick or something. I never understood that. You, you agree with me, don't you? 
It doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, I don't want to get too morbid and dark, but, you know, it, it, um, it surprises me. These movies are so unrealistic. That's why horror movies to me are comical. They're comedies. I sit there and laugh my ass off. Everybody else is freaking out. You know, and I'm like, well, pick up a, push a chair over on him, you know, or throw him down in the well, you know, so he can't climb back out. They just leave the guy laying there. I don't know. It, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. And that grunge girl. Oh, now that was weird. But I, I won't go back to this, though. I don't even know where I was at. All these movies scare people. They don't scare me. But some of them do. And it's very, very rare for me to get scared. Um, I can count on my hand a horror movie. Maybe in the last 20 years it scared me. Now, well, well, when we went and saw Blair Witch, that rattled me because there was an unknown element to it. You know, they really did a good viral marketing campaign there, an underground campaign, and it really, you didn't know what to expect. It was so new and different. People can say whatever they want, but that movie really did knock people down. It scared a lot of people. Well, I didn't jump out of my seat, I can tell you that. Yeah, right. You know, um, yeah, that was a scary movie, too. That one, yeah. I, You know what really scares me is these true crime movies. I saw that movie, um, my friend Dahmer, and I don't think he kills anybody in the movie. He just thinks about it. You know, he starts getting more progressively more manic. That, that movie freaked me out. Like, I, you're standing there talking to a future serial killer. And uh, you're completely clueless, and you're just his friend in school. I didn't like that movie at all. But isn't that the fun part about the holidays? You know, you tell the old ghost stories while you're having your chestnuts around the fire and making s'mores and eating Christmas cookies and you know, drinking hot cocoa, and you got the fire going. And everybody's sitting around, and you'll pop in a scary movie. Like, I'll tell you a scary movie I just saw. And I watched it with my wife, my daughter, her boyfriend, um, and somebody else was there. I can't remember. Oh, no, no, my, my niece was there. I just love my nieces. And these girls grew up, and they're, 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 they're just the, the most beautiful little girls, and they love Uncle Mike. And uh, whenever they come over, I try and spoil them rotten, you know. I take them out to dinner or do something nice for them. Well, I said, hey, how about we rent, rent a movie? I mean, if I took you all of the movies, it cost me 20 bucks. I can buy a movie online, a new release, and we can uh, watch it. So I bought that Ma movie, M-A, Ma. And I got news for you. That movie rattled me. Some crazy woman driving down the street, and you're jogging down the street, getting your exercise, you know, walking the dog. She just goes right up over the curb, boom, boom. Runs over the lady and keeps going. I'm like, oh my goodness. Let me out of Dodge. She just kept on driving. No big deal. And then the funny part was, I don't think the police ever found the body. I don't think they ever looked for her. I don't even, I don't even remember if that was part of the story. It was just like a side thing. Uh, I liked it. Eh, whatever. But that mom movie was weird. She's like running around with hypodermic needles, shooting kids in the neck, knocking them out, tying them up with dog collars. And 
freaking out and trying to keep her daughter like she had uh, Munchausen by proxy syndrome going with her daughter. I mean, this was all over the place, this movie. Then she's trying to have, uh, I don't know, she wanted to have sex with this guy she went to high school with 30 years ago. And then she rips his clothes off. She got him tied to a bed and she's going to cut his thing. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. This is one of my weirder podcasts. I apologize, everyone. And she's going to like, you know, cut the old thingamajigger off. And then I'm like, oh, I ain't going to make it. And I'm sitting there watching this. And I'm not making this up. And she, you know, like bleeds him out or something. And then at the end of the movie, the house catches on fire like a Dracula or Frankenstein movie. You know, reimagined as this crazy woman. And her daughter, you know, actually stabs the mother to get away. And uh, her son, I don't know who stabbed who. It was just everybody was swinging at the end there, you know, they're just going for it. And of course the fire breaks out, you know, because the Frankenstein movie, you got to end it with the big fire and the castle has to burn down. And then she goes up and climbs in bed with this guy, like Phantom of the Opera stuff, all the fire around her and everything. And, you know, curls up, just goes, lays down, go to bed. I'm like, oh, let me out of here. And you know, the movie made money. They're going to make another one. She didn't die in that fire. She fell out the window or something. What I think probably happened was <clears throat> the floor collapses and she only burns like half of her face. And now she's like the Phantom of the Opera, you know, Ma too, you know, Ma's Revenge, you know. And she's going to like pass herself off with a mask as like the new church organist. And she'll be playing the organ pipes, you know, like... And then, uh, then, uh, you know, all the kids will come there, you know, for like somebody's getting married. We're mature now. We used to go to Ma's house to drink, you know, liquor and smoke pot. And then Ma tried to kill us and poison us, you know, and rape us and cut our junk off. So now we're all good upstanding citizens and we're through with college and we're going to get married. And we have to, uh, you know, the organist is going to be there like... Oh, this would have been my wedding day if my house wouldn't have been burned down by my ungrateful daughter and that girl whose mother I went to school with who laughed at me 30 years ago. And then uh, then she rips off the mask, right in church, right in the middle of the church, like right, in, right in the middle of the wedding, she rips off the mask and pulls out like a big knife or like a machete or something. Because, you know, she got to have some, you know, uh, power there behind it. And it's like uh, behind her attack. And she's like, you know, look out, you know. And everybody's like screaming. And then the candles from the wedding fall over, see, and start a fire. And then she curls up on the altar. And then the whole church burns down, like in Frankenstein, all over again. See, you kind of see where I'm going with this? This is how these horror movies work. So, you know, you got the Phantom of the Opera theme and then the Frankenstein and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the burnt side of the face and all that. So, I, I don't know where I'm going with this either. I really don't. I love the holidays, don't you? Yeah. Well, I had fun talking to you anyway. <laughs> we always have fun, don't we? You brought me a card. You're coming to my house for dinner. Yeah, she's going to make, uh, what do you want? I'm, and you know me. I'm not making this up. 
my wife loves to bake pies for the holidays. And the last thing she wants is you not to have the kind of pie you want. So what's it going to be? Apple? Cherry? She's her. Cher- she usually makes a cherry because my um, my mother-in-law's hu- my my father or whatever he is, my mother-in-law's husband loves the cherry pie. Her apple's really good, yeah, and she makes typical pumpkin. I, mean, I hate pumpkin pie. It's like, what the hell? Like, the, you only eat it at Thanksgiving because that's the only time it, you know you, they force it on you. I know you gotta put whipped cream. If you gotta pour a half a can of whipped cream on a piece of pie to eat it. Hello. You know, does anybody think about that? You know, and it doesn't go good with ice cream either. You know, like pie a la mode. I'm with you on that. Screw the pumpkin pie. I mean, I'll eat it. You know, okay. I'll admit I'll eat pumpkin cookies. I love the smell of pumpkin. Uh, I'll, I'll eat the stupid pumpkin pie, but it's just not my favorite. Not when you can have blueberry. You know, I went out there and picked those blueberries. What I actually do is I tell my wife I went out and picked the blueberries at the blueberry farm. But they have a cooler full of blueberries already in the bag. So I go out there and I pick, you know, for a little bit. Then I run inside and I buy like a big bag of blueberries and say, look what I got. You know, as long as I stink a little bit from being out in the sun, you know, cost a little extra. But she doesn't check the checkbook. So, you know, what are you going to do? And she's like, oh, my God, look at all those blueberries you picked. My hero. That's enough for us for pies and desserts and cobblers and our, you know, our our antioxidants for the entire winter. You are my hero. And I'm like, yep, yep. I sweat off 10 pounds getting those blueberries. I probably ate 10 pounds of them, too, on the way home when nobody was looking. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we could have some blueberry. So what's it going to be? Blueberry, apple. And pumpkin, got to keep coming back, that pumpkin, 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 yeah, and just in case anybody hasn't noticed, um, yeah, I'm just trying to have a little fun for the holidays, that's all, and if I made you laugh tonight, I, I'm, I'm glad, well, that's cool, no, I'll, I'll tell you what, let's just, uh, you know what, why don't you just come over tonight? Well, if we don't have anything, I'll just order out. You don't mind? Sure. Well, follow. I'll tell you what. Get your jump in the rental, and I'll turn the lights off here, and I'll you can follow me home. Sound good? All right. Well, I hope you have a happy holiday too. I really do. All right. Well, take care. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Fuego. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, 
may be sent to tiraradahueo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.